0: Everybody, to Wrestling with Stooges. I'm your host, Oscar Rendon. Joining me as always, the one, the only, CM Roth, <laughs> Tim Roth, Shake Magnet Roth, yeah. <laughs> Chicago Made Roth, Child Man Roth. <laughs> I don't know. How you doing? I'm doing great. How, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That's the question. Life's pretty good. Rest, pretty good. Wrestling's good. Wrestling's good. Yeah. yeah. Man, okay, so what to talk about? What should we talk about?
1: I think there's only one thing to talk about. Only one thing? One thing. One thing. The promo. The promo from Friday Night SmackDown. Should we get into it? Uh,
0: let's let's get into it. Let's get into it because uh the funny thing is is that everybody was bitching and moaning and complaining about his uh CM Punk's Monday Night Raw promo. And uh, it, you just had to be patient. You, you can't come out guns hot night one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're CM Punk, you can't come out guns hot night one.
1: Oh, what would you say you can't blow
0: out? You can't <laughs> blow your load all in one. Yeah, you can't blow your load all in one. And which is hilarious because, like I like I said in the, uh, last week's pod, you know, people are talking about that Monday Night Raw promo.
1: Still, still after almost two weeks
0: after almost. Yeah, exactly. After almost almost two weeks. Yeah. And people were talking about it and, you know, people were talking about how this botched CM Punk's return and all this, all this shit. And I'm just like, I'm like, you're all idiots, especially the ones that, uh, that, uh, do like live streams and things like that. And they're like, they yell like this, you know, and they're gonna like, I'm like, guy, calm down. (laughs) It's pro wrestling, (laughs) you know? (laughs) <laughs> that's what got jack perry punched in the back you know Crimey river <laughs> you know take your 11 and bring it down to a five <laughs> um but um but yeah like all these guys like on the internet just like you know like ah oh, this is the worst promo i was like yeah you could say it was his worst promo but it was a perfect promo because it left you wanting more it kind of you know it teased a little bit and it was like like i said last week's promo like i want more and guess what? Friday Night SmackDown came along and we got more. We got exactly I mean, what we wanted. We, did. we sure did. And that's yeah. the thing. Like everything counts. As the, as the great Sam Roberts says on Not Sam Wrestling, everything counts in this version of WWE. Back in the day, back when Vince was in charge, Randy Orton would have forgotten that Jey Uso put him out of action. <laughs> right. But, uh, but this version of WWE, of WWE everything counts. And so CM Punk, with that promo, it's going to come back around. You you know Seth Rollins is going to mention that first promo. Not the second one, the first promo. Out of all the promos Seth Rollins is going to mention, it's not going to be the one on SmackDown. It's going to be the one on Monday Night Raw. So everything counts in, in this version of WWE. And so SmackDown happened. CM Punk gave the spiciest promo. He even said it. People don't like happy CM Punk. They like spicy. They like (laughs) like controversial CM Punk. They want the CM Punk that they don't want. Put some jalapenos on it. And this is the part that makes no sense for all those fans. It's like they want the CM Punk that they hated in AEW for doing what he did. That's the version of CM Punk they want. We're just so fucking, it's too, it, it's, it's Steiner math. <laughs> <laughs> that logic is basically right. Steiner math. It's like, we want you to do exactly what you did in AEW, but we actually hate you for what you did in AEW, but we want you to do it in, AEW, in WWE now. It's like, what do you guys want?
1: Make up your minds, folks.
0: Make Yeah, it's like, do you want him to beat up people in the back <laughs> again?
1: I would say that promo from Monday Night Raw was a fresh CM Punk. I think we even talked about that talked about this on the last episode as we were talking about that specific promo like he he was easing himself back into the, the world of WWE and he didn't want to come off as the AEW version of CM Punk. Yeah. This is a this is a new chapter, a second coming, if you will, of CM Punk. And this promo from SmackDown was just it was perfect. If you go back and listen to it, he sprinkled in a little bit of everything. Yeah, he started mentioning names like Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Just the th- just the mentions of these names like got me excited. Like holy yeah. shit, he just mentioned Roman Reigns, talking about how he's the OG Paul Heyman guy. I'm like, boom, that yeah. story's coming at some point.
0: I Kevin mean, Owens, like when when he mentioned Roman Reigns, that was the loudest pop Roman Reigns has ever had. No. <laughs> Thank you, CM Punk. <laughs>
1: And uh and then like just the interactions that he had backstage, as soon as he came face to face with Kevin Owens, like you could just hear the reaction for just for that. Yeah. Like I was uh, I was getting excited for that. And just the promo was great. This was definitely made up for the Monday Night Raw promo that everybody crapped on. And those same people that crapped on it and thought, Oh, CM Punk's done. He just he just ruined his WWE career. Those are the same people that went and watched, I'm sure, watched the SmackDown promo and thought, you know what? That was pretty good. We should have been patient and waited for this promo to actually come out. So, yeah, man, it was just, it was so good. I went back and watched it at least a couple times. And he, like you said, he did mention, not by name, but he did mention Seth Rollins. And, excuse me, (coughs) what'd he say? He said, uh... He had like a crybaby voice and his whiny voice. He's yeah. not even the the uh, man in his household. Yeah, he's like
0: he's like I'm not even gonna put stock into what he's what he has to say. You know, he, he, he's, not even the, he's not even the man in his own household. You know, and uh, I think he, what else did he say? He said, um, "Oh, people started singing a song, and then uh, and then CM Punk, as if he's been reading Twitter, which I don't think he has Twitter anymore. I don't know, but uh, as if he were reading Twitter." He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep singing his song. That's the only thing he's got, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and, like, I think people uh, fairly have critiqued Seth Rollins that the only thing over right now is his song. Like, it's not him. It's his song. That
1: might be. The,
0: there's a kernel <laughs> of truth in there.
1: There is. Um, but this is going to be good because we don't know for sure this is where they're going, but they're, they're, they've been teasing it enough. He hasn't said Seth Rollins's name. He didn't say it on SmackDown. He just kind of indirectly mentioned him. And if they go with this program, like I'm not sure if it's going to be like a face face situation, or they're going to turn one of them heel because, like right now in this moment, like technically they're both baby faces. Yeah. And CM Punk is still just over his Rover, and. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think just from this promo on SmackDown tomorrow night, or as we're recording this tomorrow night on Raw, CM Punk is supposed to choose what brand he's going to be on. Yeah, and I have a feeling. You got a feeling. I got a feeling we'll finally get that face to face with Rollins.
0: You think Seth is going to come out and 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 tell him to choose SmackDown? It's like we don't want you here. He might.
1: He might. Or he'll just come out and. He'll just make CM Punk choose Raw. yeah. Just from the interaction and Seth saying certain things, it'll make CM Punk's decision easier for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, man, look. Right now, with that, with that SmackDown promo, CM Punk has literally set up two years worth of feuds. Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. That's five guys right there. He set those all up. One fell swoop, you know? <laughs> Within 10 minutes. <laughs> Within 10 minutes or less, he set up two years worth of feuds. Or tag teams. Who knows? You never know. But to me, and, and this is why, you know, last week I was like, we got to be patient, guys. We're going to get what we want. We're going to get it. CM Punk. Keeps proving me right, guys. I feel like, he, I feel like, he's, I feel like he's listening to the Stooges. And he's like, I got to prove Oscar right. Let me, let me hop on that promo real quick. Because what did I say last week? I said, there's a crazy shot that CM Punk might not choose Seth Rollins. And with this promo, WrestleMania now is even more interesting. Because everybody has been on the, on the train of, it's going to be CM Punk and Seth. But now, there's this little monkey wrench that even CM Punk said, said it himself. He's like a, he's, He said it himself. He's the monkey wrench in everybody's plans. And so, CM Punk versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I mean, bro, like, can't get any bigger. Oh, that's huge. Like, Seth Rollins and, 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 and Punk, that's a personal... That, 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 that's going to be a personal feud. That's going to be a really big feud. Roman Reigns and, and, and CM Punk, that's, that's as equal, if not just a little bit higher. You know? And, dude, like, I'm just, like, when... when after that promo was over, I was like, I need, I, need a, I, need a, I need to keep saving up this money so we can get those tickets to WrestleMania.
1: Dude, as soon as he said at the end of that promo that he was going to finish his story... In Main Event WrestleMania, I was like such a satisfying end to a promo. Like I, I the one that's the one part I went back and like watched like over and over, because I just man, that's where he belongs. Yeah. I can't wait to Now the question is, like, do they play the long game like they've been playing with Cody Rhodes as far as him finishing his story? Cause they could.
0: You know, with CM Punk. I feel like you can't play the long game because he is getting older and, you know, he, he is more injury prone. Um, but the only, he only had one injury in AW that was like, you know, an actual injury. The one on his foot is because he just jumped into the guardrail. That's it. Like he, he even said like, that was stupid, you know, but the other, but, and so there's this perception that he's injury prone. But one, he inflicted on himself by accident. <laughs> and the second one was the torn bicep or, or something like that. Or something some happened after the um, – or in the match with uh, John Moxley at All Out. So he's only had technically two injuries, you know. And so if I'm WWE, rightfully or wrongfully, I'm going, well, he has been injury prone these past two years that he was wrestling. We got to get everything we can get out of this right now because we can't guarantee that in a year from now, CM Punk will be healthy to wrestle at WrestleMania. We got we to gotta take the most advantage of this right now when it's red hot, you know, and Cody Rhodes, he was red hot whenever he came back, got injured. But that ultimately helped him so that when he made his return at the Rumble, he was red hot again. It it was almost as if it's it's almost as if Cody Rhodes in the video game just hit skip <laughs> or in the movies like skip, we'll skip this and just move straight to Royal Rumble. And so I think with CM Punk, right now we're in December. We're heading into January, that special time of year when the rums, when the rumblings are happening. <laughs> and this is the most excited I've been for a Royal Rumble. This is the most excited I've been for a, a WrestleMania, a road to WrestleMania. Like, if you, like this past year's road to WrestleMania was epic. You know, we had Cody, Witt, Cody win the Royal Rumble. We had Sammy versus Roman in Montreal. We, and then we got Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania.
1: Well, even the Rumble this past year with Cody winning was a little predictable. I mean, it was still good for what it was, but we knew still good. Cody was going to win this year. This We don't know. Does CM Punk
0: win? Imagine. Does Cody win?
1: The last two in the Rumble, imagine. Cody and CM Punk. The two guys trying to finish their story. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Oh, man, indeed. What what do we do here? We got a predicament now. (laughs) You know? (laughs) An embarrassment of riches, you know? (laughs) Oh.
1: Here's the thing, too. I kind of wish that they would keep CM Punk a free agent until at least after the Rumble. Because if he signs with a specific brand... And then he wins the Rumble, wouldn't that take away from him being able to choose like what champion to go after? Like, no, I'd... he can still choose. So it just makes me like I would just wait until <clears throat> after the Rumble yeah. in case he does win, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, <clears throat> you know, he can he can choose whoever he wants to once he wins the Rumble. Like it's not like if you're on Raw, you can only face the Raw, you know? Yeah, so it, it's that's the thing, you know it. It could be interesting to see if he does choose Seth or if he chooses Roman. And for me, and like fantasy fantasy booking Seth and Punk with what we have right now, and just looking at the story, is, you know, Seth is obviously going to call out CM Punk. He's going to call him out on his hypocrisy. On all of the things that he said and did when he was gone from WWE. And in my mind, this is how I see it going down. Seth does all that. He calls him out. And then CM Punk goes, Seth, you're right. Like, all those things that you're saying, they're true. I am a hypocrite because I am back in WWE. I did say all those things about you, about WWE. And this is where CM Punk does his uh, CM Punk. His CM Punkness. he goes, but I've changed. (laughs) It's like, I've changed. And then he looks at Seth and he goes, but Seth, you, you're becoming me. And Seth's going to, Seth, you know, Seth will probably laugh it off or something like that. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at you. You're the world heavyweight champion. But all anybody can talk about is Roman Reigns. You're me in 2012. Mm. I am the WWE champion. He goes, you're me and Roman Reigns is John Cena. No matter what you do, you can never be the main event because Roman Reigns is around. And he's like, Seth, I'm here now. I'm your main event. This is the one shot you've got at being in the main event of WrestleMania. And it's with me. Take it or leave it. Take it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it depends if he goes down that Seth route. But it's like, but he can basically just ring, just draw the parallel. It's like you're becoming me. You're wrestling injured. You know, guess guess who wrestled injured? I wrestled injured. I nearly died for this company. Like, and you can go back because they've been uploading videos of CM Punk, and they've uploaded videos from 2014 and 2013. the last that last year of his. The dude looks so sick, like you could see the like the energy and like life drained out of him it's not a i'm miserable working here look it's a i'm dying inside like something is wrong with my body he that
1: whole look that he had that last like year that he was there like the the sideburns like the the wolverine looking uh facial <clears throat> hair he had that was probably you're right he looked terrible that whole time like when he came back for. Uh, payback or whatever it was against Jericho, and then from there on until he left, he just looked pretty bad.
0: Well, when he came back from uh for Payback, he looked healthy, you, but he just had a weird haircut. It wasn't the best haircut. And even in his match with uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, he looked healthy. But it was like around November, December, where he was wrestling injured more. And, you know... He, the infamous podcast with Coco Cabana, where right, you know, basically he wanted to take time off, but they're like, hey, but we need you, you know. <clears throat> so he wrestled injured and come to, you know, find out that he, he was basically dying from a staph infection. And you can look at his face, and I, and I know you mentioned his eyes, but I'm looking at his face. And like I said, the life looks like it's being drained out of him, like he looks sick, like he, if you were to tell me, like, if you were to pull up that video of CM Punk from 2014, like, that last promo that he cut, I'd be like, is that a cancer patient? Like, like is this his make-a-wish? <laughs> because he looks that sick. He looks like he should be in a hospital, you know, getting some IV drips or something. Because mm-hmm. he just does not look well. Fast forward 10 years. This is the healthiest I've seen CM Punk since his first return, you know? You know, at that one company that shall not be named (laughs) for NDA reasons, but um, but this is a healthier CM Punk. This is a this looks like a happier CM Punk, and he looks
1: like he's uh, been uh, buffing up a little bit. Buffing up,
0: yep. And I watched NXT, and the little line that he said that again, any little thing, any little thing he says, everybody makes a mountain out of. And the one thing that people took out of it was the little line that he threw out. He's like, look, this is all about healing. I've made, I've made, I've, uh, made up with Triple H. Yes. You know? And th- I'm, I'm going to assume they're not best buds, you know? They're not going to be best friends. But at the very least, you know, whatever conversation they had before he signed uh, at Survivor Series was enough for them to be like, okay, we're past this. Like, this is what we needed. We needed to have a conversation. And guess what? You know who didn't want to have a conversation? (laughs) You know how, you know what a conversation does? It gets you seeing Punky WWE. Yeah. It it doesn't mend a fix, it doesn't mend a fence, but it it at least starts to rebuild and and fix that fence. You know, it's not fully mended, but it's, it's it's, it's being fixed, it's being mended. And, you know, and again, like I said, they don't have to be best friends. But they, uh, you know, they could be friendly, you know? And at least now they're in a place where they can be friendly. and And, like I said, like, all it takes is a conversation. Like, I'm sure CM Punk was holding a lot of grudges, holding a lot of, like, resentment for WWE. Rightfully so. Like, if I, like, just from the outside looking in and then from what he told everybody, rightfully so. Like, I'd be pretty pissed off, too, that, like, I was constantly asking for my some time off to go get, you know, better. And they're like, we need you for this uh, holiday tour. We need you for this. We need you for that. You know, and kind of making him feel bad that he's not doing it. I'd be a little resentful too, you know, and I'm sure that he bottled it all up and, and, and it festered for years. And then something as simple as just having a conversation with Triple H, just like, hey, let's put out, let's put all our cards on the table you know he was in the middle of the ring hugging
1: Shawn michaels at nxt deadline it just blew my mind and like you could go back and watch it you could kind of hear Shawn michaels was saying something to cm punk like off the microphone you can't really hear it out but i'm sure it was some positive stuff and i also read that um his vibe backstage was very he was very like humble and happy to be there and like, took time to, like, talk to everybody, and he was just, like, very kind to everybody, uh, including Triple H. So, like, you know, things are moving in the right direction for him. Clearly, yeah. you can see that.
0: Yeah. But, like, and then this is what I hate about the internet in the IWC, the internet wrestling community, is that all of that's happening, and they're, like, give it time. It's going to blow up. In Six, months four, Six months. months. four months. Four yeah. months. It's, like... Just you putting out that energy is, is like you're trying to make it happen. It's like you want it to happen, you know? And sure, will, the, will there possibly be some, you know, um, disagreements between CM Punk and Triple H and or like a creative thing? Of course. There's, there's always a bunch of disagreements, you know? That's just, that's just going to be the nature of the business, you know? You're going to have some sort of disagreements. You're not always going to be, yeah, I agree with that. You know, like even when I worked, you know, um, you know, when I had a, a, another job somewhere else, I had disagreements about how something was done. You know, and I'd let people know, hey, I don't agree with the way we're doing this. You know, but at the same time, somebody else was signing my paycheck. I was like, all right, uh, I'll do it. You know, like I'll, but I'm just gonna let you know right now, I don't agree with this. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? things are gonna be handled differently this time around if something like that does happen and another thing is i don't know what cody rhodes his relationship with cm punk is like i'm sure it, obviously it's fine but cody rhodes is also best friends with the young bucks right yeah and cody rhodes is welcoming cm punk back into wwe and yeah treating him very nicely
0: but if you're Dev, if you're dave Meltzer, that's a, that's a fuck you to cm punk <laughs> <laughs> did you see that did you see that take he had about n- not this past week, but when he returned on Raw and uh, Cody Rhodes like, "Welcome back, CM Punk." Dave Meltzer, his wild take was, "Oh, that was definitely a fuck you to CM Punk, you know, for the Bucks." And I'm I'm looking what? at, I went back and I watched. I was like, "Did I watch the same the same promo?" And I looked back and I'm like, "I'm like, what the fuck, Dave Meltzer? Like, what the, are you on? What are you smoking?" <laughs> What crack are you using, bro? What needles are you injecting in between your toes? (laughs) (laughs) You saw that, and you're like, yeah. Cody Rhodes was like,
1: fuck you, CM Punk. I mean, all you have to do is go back and watch the media scrum from uh, Survivor Series and listen to Cody Rhodes talk about CM Punk coming back. And he basically said something to the effect of, like, you know, if he can help us and do good things for this business – Come aboard, like clearly Cody Rhodes has no uh, like animosity yeah. towards CM Punk. Yeah, just go back and watch SmackDown. They shook hands. They were in a backstage segment together.
0: Yeah, even that was a fuck you to CM Punk. <laughs> like that was. I mean, that's become a, uh, like a meme now, like on Twitter and stuff. Is like uh, like people have been quote tweeting that uh, that clip of Punk and Cody Rhodes shaking hands, and some guy was just like. You know, he put Dave Meltzer's name and then put the parentheses and then the air quotes. And then he's like, Dave Meltzer, this is a fuck you to, to CM Punk from The Young Bucks." I'm just like, <laughs> he's probably thinking that too. But it's like, again, like it, all these stupid takes. And I feel like people just can't enjoy it. You know? Like, and I don't want to say these are AEW fans, but I feel like hardcore fans. I'll just say that. Hardcore wrestling fans who watch AEW they're happy that he's gone from AEW, but now they're mad that he's in wwe which is a product that they're probably not even if they like it they don't love it so it's like why do you care i'm just like guys just let it be just let it happen just let it just enjoy it enjoy what we're getting enjoy the fact that cm punk is back in wwe enjoy the fact that there is a possibility of a CM Punk Seth Rollins Mania match, of a CM Punk Roman Reigns WrestleMania match. And I, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna just enjoy the pipe bomb promos he's gonna drop to whichever feud he decides to fully go to towards, you know, during that WrestleMania, you know, during that road to WrestleMania. It's like we it's an, like I said before, it's like it's an embarrassment of riches. Like we have like this is the most over any company has been or any number of people in the company has been Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Bobby Lashley. They 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 they're trying to make this man a heel and the, this 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 WWE audience is like, nah nah <laughs> you know? Even when we went even when we, we went to SmackDown and Bobby Lashley was um facing uh Mysterio I think he faced Ray Mysterio. I'm pretty sure that was who he faced. Yeah, I think it was. But even when Bobby Lashley was in St. Louis, people were cheering this guy. Like, nobody wanted to boo this guy.
1: <laughs> Rey Mysterio, one of the biggest baby faces ever, and they're cheering Bobby Lashley. They're
0: cheering Bobby Lashley. And so, to me, it was just hilarious, it, that, that thing. But then we have LA Knight, Randy Orton.
1: Dude, I said this at least a month ago before anything of CM Punk came, before we even thought CM Punk was going to come back. I was like, even if there's a possibility, like if you look at the roster that WWE has right now, like in my opinion, they don't really need him. Like they're yeah. stacked with great talent. Um, now they've even topped themselves.
0: Yeah, that's that's the beauty of this. Is that they didn't need him, but getting him is a flex. That's a flex on WWE. He's like, look, people said hell. Even CM Punk said he'd never come back. Look at us! Hey, look at us! Look at us! You said that last. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> oh man! You know, and so again, it's it's indicative of what a conversation does, and how if Punk had had a conversation with anybody in AEW, a meaningful conversation, not a not a you know business conversation, but just to have a meaningful conversation. Things could have been different, you know. Business could have been done, but but egos got in the way.
1: You know what? Thank God it didn't happen.
0: You know, and and you sent me that um, that thing on Instagram that uh, when CM Punk got fired, he was happy. You know, yeah. I think he said he was pretty excited about. It, you know? <laughs> and it goes it goes back to that conspiracy theory that I I was like. I don't. I don't put a lot of stock in conspiracy theories, but there is a high possibility that CM Punk was sort of trying to get fired, or at the very least, took advantage of the fact that uh, Jack Perry <laughs> mentioned his name on at All In that he, um, you know, decided to, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, all right, this is the moment, <laughs>
1: you know. Well, dude, like if you think about it, like a lot of people are saying, and this will come up in a promo between him and Seth Pro- uh, Rollins, probably. A lot of people were saying, well, he didn't have anywhere else to go. So he had no choice but to come back here. I think he, he was trying to go back there p- probably a year ago, like after the Brawlout incident. Because yeah. he, he went and visited Brawl earlier this year. So,
0: and then Brawl, I think after, when he was still gone after Brawlout, going into 2022. Or no, no, going into 2023. 2022 or 2023? the brawl out? Yeah. That was 2022.
1: September of 20 Yeah, last year, 2022.
0: Yeah. So going into 2023, there was um I think CM Punk I put feelers in WWE and kind of like, "Hey, like if I were to come back, could we do something?" And that's why when he returned at Collision, he, you know, he he I think he really stopped doing like anti-WWE promos. Uh, around the time he finished up his uh, feud with MJF. And then after Brawl Out, you know, when he came back at Collision, he didn't do any anti-WWE promo. It was all basically just, like, kind of, like, shitting on the Bucks, shitting on Hangman, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, like, he, he put out some feelers. There was a rumor that he was trying to uh leave but Tony Khan didn't want to release him from his contract because Tony knew that if I let him go he's not these he's he's not going to just go home. He's going to sign with WWE. Yeah. Especially
1: know? if they're trying to make that w- uh, collision his show basically. Yeah. And if you also think about it too back in 2019 when they did they were doing the wwe backstage on fs1 or whatever and cm punk was a uh like he was on that show like in my mind i feel like that was him like maybe trying to get his foot back into the wwe door even though they were officiated with fox affiliated with fox doing that show but at that time vince mcmahon was in charge and from what i've heard and read and i'm sure you've read the same thing like Vince wanted no part of CM Punk
0: he wanted none of it
1: (laughs) so I think he was trying to go back there years ago yeah even back then in 2019
0: yeah I think or at least at the very least he was trying to kind of get a feel for if uh a return was possible you know um but uh like I mean let's go through this promo uh you know Roman Reigns you know like you said, like whenever Roman Reigns' name was brought up, he's like I, he was the first OG. He's the OG Paul Heyman guy.
1: Dude, I can't wait to see it. Hopefully it happens, but I cannot wait to see Paul Heyman and CM Punk back together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I what I'm thinking is going to happen is CM Punk goes to Raw and he signs with Raw and that'll be December 11th, so tomorrow. And then leading up to the Rumble, you know, he'll have matches with Judgment Day, maybe a match with Judgment Day or somebody in Judgment Day, who knows. I would save it till Rumble to have his first in-ring thing, but um my the way I'm thinking it is from Rumble to Elimination Chamber Punk won't make his decision until the week before Elimination Chamber.
1: If he wins the Rumble, you mean?
0: Yeah. If he wins the Rumble, he won't make his decision until that Monday or Friday before Elimination Chamber in uh, Australia. Let's just say Monday to play it safe. That Monday before. And so every week, he'll just go back and forth. Monday, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Kind of, you know... Teasing the fans like who's he gonna pick, you know, and this is when Roman comes out. He's like, you know, Roman's gonna be like, you don't want none of this. I'm on God mode, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but there's a there's a famous promo um, where Sam Punk's like, um, I forgot what the thing is, but like the, his very last nine, it's something. I think it was with The Rock when he's like, you're you know, you're gonna be wrestling with God.
1: Oh, he said. Your arms are just too short to box with God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that was through the rock. And so, you know, there's there's a little bit of that parallel where he could be like, Roman, you're on God like God I invented God mode. Like he's like, if there's anybody here, like if I wanted to, he's you know, you know Sam Punk. He's like, If I wanted to, I could take that title from you. And there's nothing you could do. But maybe I wanted to choose Seth. I don't know. We'll find out. You know. I'll keep you unnoticed. You know. Paul Heyman has my number. <laughs> you know. Oh. I'll let you know. I'll I'll text him. You know. Kind of just digging in a little little by little. You know that and then, that trust.
1: And then Roman just kind of like looks over at Paul Heyman with that suspicious look on his face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> It's like, Paul has my number. Yeah, he'll let you know.
1: (laughs) And if you think about it, like, the bloodline is already kind of, like, on the rocks. Like, they're almost, like, dismantled completely. Imagine Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman, if you think about it, was the beginning of the bloodline. Started off with Roman Reigns, and then the Usos eventually came in. Paul Heyman could ultimately be the downfall of the bloodline if he screws Roman. Yep. Joins back up with CM Punk. Yep. Mm.
0: There's a there's a lot that you, there's so many directions you can go with this. Like this is just, I mean, like what a time to be a WWE fan. Like y- y- we prayed for this back in 2011, 2010, you know, 2012. Whenever John Cena was wrestling John Laurinaitis in the main event of a pay per view, it's like, like we were praying for a time like this. When it's at this point, it's just like. Every ple, it's a can't miss. You Mm. know, every time there's a ple, I'm like, yo, we're 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 watching this, right? We're watching this together. Yeah, like it's just been time after time after time.
1: Especially now, like uh, at least up until like WrestleMania, like
0: these are can't miss ple's. Um, I would say since the Rumble this year, since the Rumble this year, it's been can't miss. That's true. You know, yeah, they've been going a full year with ple's that are just can't miss.
1: And a lot of them, Roman Reigns was not even on.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that's the thing too. CM Punk could be like Roman, like you're not a part of the biggest social moment in WWE history. I am, Roman. Like this place runs without you. If anything, you've made that title meaningless. If I beat you, it's it's as if I've beaten nobody. So maybe that's why he chooses Seth. He's like you know he there's so many ways you can go about it like like with the seth thing like i said earlier like there's a way of making it seem like seth you're me in 2012 and roman is john cena or roman you're nobody you know that title means nothing because nobody sees it ever you know at this point that's a toy you know that's not a championship that's not a championship that people revere maybe i go to raw and i pick seth You know, because he's a fighting champion. I may not like the guy, you know, but maybe we'll have the better match. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like he's like you know, if if I was CM Punk, I'd call out the fact that the Roman a Roman Reigns match is formulaic. He's like he's like, let me guess, like if I'm CM Punk, let me guess, Roman, I choose you to face at WrestleMania, and I go to WrestleMania. We have a great match. We're having an intense match, and then. Jimmy comes in and then Solo comes in and then you hit me with the Superman punch, and then you spear me and you win congratulations Roman you've become a formula congratulations you're, you're predictable
1: but in this case in that match you have Paul Hammond out there being torn between yeah. the two so that would add even more suspense and excitement to the match
0: it's ugh so, there's so many directions dude like I'm <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I had the money right now to get our tickets
1: or they could do it this way too so you could have cody still be in the main event like okay because i said this last week like if cm punk wins the rumble unless there's a trade that happens for cody to go to smackdown and face roman like if they don't go with punk and roman punk could initially sign with smackdown tomorrow but then he wins the rumble and then he decides you know Seth is still over on Raw talking shit on CM Punk while he's on SmackDown and he th- thinks to himself you know what I'm going after you Seth I'm taking that title off of you I'm going to shut you up once and for all and then maybe that could be some sort of like initiation of a trade if CM Punk decides to go to Raw and challenge Seth for the world title somebody from Raw needs to go to SmackDown and then you know qualify to face Roman at WrestleMania which
0: Who's that be guy? Cody. Cody. Yeah. There's there's so many ways you can do this. Like that's the best part. Like there's there's no one way to do it.
1: Fuck. They could even Adam Pearce could like automatically tell CM Punk tomorrow night during the contract signing. Like you know what? Why do you have to be in the Rumble? I could give you that title shot right now at the Royal Rumble, and you could walk in to WrestleMania as champion. Yeah. I think it's too big for a Royal Rumble match, though.
0: Yeah, that's too big, dude. We don't. (laughs) We can't be doing that at the Rums. You know, <laughs> I love the Rums, but, uh, you know, you you can't have a, a WrestleMania marquee match at Royal Rumble. That's just a wasted opportunity, you know. And I think Drew McIntyre is still that, is, is the plan for Rumble. Because right now, he's the best heel they've got on Raw.
1: Yeah, and I know? think uh Sami Zayn has apparently taken some time off. Yeah. That's why he was written, written off.
0: He'll be back for Rumble. Yeah, you know,
1: but I'm saying like Drew doesn't have anybody else really to <laughs> feud with on Raw now. Yeah. I thought it was going to be well, Jay, but right now Seth doesn't really have a contender. So, I mean, it, it has to be Drew.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um I think Drew and then Punk wins at Rumble. So I don't know. There's so many directions to go. There's so many. um Ways to get to WrestleMania, to get to the matches. That at this point, like fantasy booking is 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 like it's silly, but at the same time, it's like ah, oh, like like I wish I could have it all, you know. know. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's the dude. The thing is, too, we still have a month and a half until the Rumble. Yeah, it's a long time. It is, man.
0: It is. It, it, it is a long time, but it goes by pretty quick. It tends to go by pretty quick. Yeah, you know. But um. I'm just I'm just excited, you know. This is uh man, this is the first time I've been excited for anything WWE related, you know. And uh Why is that? Why do you think that is? We we get to live through I mean I, I mean if it's, you know, let me look at the, let me look at my let me look at my let me look at my watch that I don't the have. Time. What does it say? <laughs> it's it's conference <laughs> time, baby. But like yeah, like it's too much of uh a good thing, you know. We we we're spoiled over here. We are. That the wrestling was too just. <laughs> we're spoiled. You wrestling know? wrestling's hot right now. It's hot. It's hot, and it's hot. That's triple hot. That's three hots. Triple H is making it triple hot. You know. Um. What else? Um. I think. Uh, what else can we talk about? Uh,
1: Randy, Randy and La Knight teaming up. Yeah. Um. What a tag team that would be.
0: Interesting. It's an interesting tag team. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Um. Because they're they're like the two baby. Really, the only two baby faces on SmackDown. Like the top. I mean, you got Kevin Owens, but yeah,
0: yeah, Kevin Owens, but they got him uh, punching out Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. You know, yeah. like he seriously hasn't done anything since he's been traded to SmackDown. Like, you know. Like, I feel bad for him. I know.
1: Like, what was the point? Like, like
0: the most interesting thing that, ha- that has happened to him was that little interaction with CM Punk. You know? So like, it's this like, was the
1: same guy that main evented WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know?
1: Two, two WrestleManias in a row. This past year with Sammy. Yep. Oh, here's the other thing, too. And I think this was mentioned on Busted Open. So, if CM Punk does main event WrestleMania, say he re- main events night one. Does that count as a main event of WrestleMania if it's only closing out one of the nights and not the whole show? Like, do you think that is still a main event to him, to CM
0: Punk? I don't know. I mean, that's a difficult. That's, I mean, that's the one difficult thing about having two nights. You know, is that you know does it count as a main event if it's night one? You know? But um at this point, I would I would consider it a main event. If you're the last match of the show, mm-hmm. that's a main event. Yeah. You know? I agree. So it's like and that's the thing too, it's like night one, that's when that's when the fans are red hot. Like like they're ready. Night two, they're ready, but at the same time, you know, they had all of night one, all that energy from night one. It's kind of depleted from night one, and now they're in night two, and they're like, all right, we gotta give the same energy, but you know, it's the energies is the energies is different, you know. Night two, you know that it's the last night. So you 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 you're going in thinking, okay, I have to see something special if it's night two, right? Night one, we know we're seeing something special because it's the first night. But we're also seeing something special because it's night two. So it's like the energy. Is is similar, but it's also different. So I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's the I mean, difficult. The main thing.
1: event's the main event. Like one night, one night two it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're still closing out the show, and that thing I, th- I tagged you in. It was CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. They were both like holding the world. T- CM Punk was holding the world title, and Cody was holding the uh, universal. Those were like the top. Like Cody Rhodes created. AEW right yeah and CM Punk was the top guy there while he was there and now they're both potentially main eventing Wrestlemania and potentially walking
0: out as champions yeah <laughs> that's amazing talk about the biggest fumble in wrestling history oh my god <laughs> you know and that's the thing too it's like you know uh, not it, right now I feel like it's been popular to dunk on AEW um which I think it's hilarious. Not in the sense that it's fun, but that they went from all in, which, which, as we have agreed on this show, that should have been the best night of their careers as as a as a as a, as a wrestling company with all in at Wembley, but because of a stooge backstage. Not us, not us. You know, we're wrestling with stooges. We're not wrestling the stooges. You know. <laughs> The whoever the stooges in AEW had to leak that CM Punk and Jack Perry had an altercation, and so the rest of the night was marred by that. And since then, they haven't been able to fully recover. And I don't blame CM Punk. Like I've said this, like CM Punk, he can have all his issues with all these people that you know in AEW, whatever. He's not the one going to. Dave Meltzer or Sean Ross app saying, Hey, I just got into a fight with Jack Perry. You know, like no. Like whoever's in a like whoever a is in AEW that leaked it to these um, you know, dirt sheets, they ruined all in. And they've essentially also ruined the perception of AEW. Cause since then I don't feel like they've recovered. They've been steadily declining, not only in attendance, but just in positive um feedback from the crowd like you go on twitter you know you, nobody seems to care about dynamite or collision you know and i would, i think i'm not sure if it was busted open or if it was an, it was another show but there was, someone was talking about AW that uh that uh tony khan doesn't care about the attendance because that's not where the money is coming from it's coming from tv deals and all this stuff and I'm like, no, you should care about the attendance, because even though that's not where your money's coming from, that's where the money is coming from in the minds of the wrestlers, like the morale. Like if you're if you're going out to ha- at half an empty arena, the morale for a, a performer has half has to be like super low. Like really, like half an arena, like so it's not about. It's, it's not about the money. It's about just the morale of the superstars in AEW, the wrestlers in AEW. So it's like, I want AEW to sell out crowds, you know, because sold out crowds means happy wrestlers, which means more of them are willing to stay with AEW, you know, otherwise we're going to be seeing a lot more people jump ship to, AEW, uh, to WWE, mm-hmm. you know.
1: They might as well be wrestling in the pandemic era again because yeah. that's what essentially is happening right now. Like, they, they, their attendance, like you said, is way down from, uh, what, since maybe since CM Punk left? I don't know. Was it like that when he was there still?
0: Um, I think the collision stuff, yes, a little bit. I mean, the when you go back and watch, like, collision stuff from like people's cell phones when CM Punk was there part of the arena was half empty but that's just because of um I don't blame CM Punk for that I I just blame poor booking and poor advertisement like like I said I think this was a couple months ago you know when I was talking about how AW can get more people to their shows is more advertisement. Like send people to the to the city where they're gonna be like in a month. Like send somebody out like a month before and a, and like a week before and be like, hey, we're coming to St. Louis, we're coming to Chicago, we're coming to Austin, Texas, we're coming to Milwaukee, whatever. Have people out there like, hey, we're coming to eight a- to uh, this city. You know, buy tickets. You know, WWE when they come here, not only do they do that, but they also are like, hey, like we're having a meet and greet. At, uh, what's it called? Cricket? Like, yeah, Cricket partners with WWE. So it's like, go meet your favorite WWE superstar, Cricket, uh, the day before the show or something like that, you know? Like, you're you're constantly advertising that the show is going to be in town. Apparently, AEW doesn't do that. Well, they
1: also only go to, like, the same three or four cities. Like, (laughs) it's Chicago, it's Texas. I just, I feel like they're not going to enough places and... I just, I don't know. Yeah. Even when, and it's sad too, because now they have Adam, they have Edge. They do have some good stuff going on. They have the Edge and Christian, I'm calling them Edge, Edge and Christian stuff. And then they have the devil storyline going on. And like, it's just sad for those performers that they, because when you're looking out into a sea of empty seats, like they can't, they can't be good. They can't feel good for them.
0: Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Morale. You know, like I'm sure like if you're like you said, like if you're a guy like Edge or Christian or Andrade or Malachi Black, when you were with WWE, you were used to the whole arena being pretty full, you know, and like, look, WWE had their moments when like they had to tarp off certain sections, but it was never to the level that it is with AEW right now where it's like literally half the arena, you know, like. There used to be little sections, like a section here or there, and, and like on a SmackDown, like a couple of years ago. I remember wa- seeing like this video or this photo of like Randy Orton doing his pose, and there was like one section tarped off, you know? But like, you know, like I said, if you're those guys that you've been to WWE and you're used to the whole arena, and now you're working half the arena, but because you're on television, you're working to the hard camp too. So it's really weird to like fire yourself up and look to the side where there's no people <laughs> except for that front row right there, you know? I want to go back and look from when we went to Dynamite
1: er- earlier this year and see if it was the Dude, case then cuz I know that's there was the case. I know there was some people over there. I don't I, I don't think it was I, like completely empty. I looked then. at
0: photos. The only section that was tarped off was the like that one section on the hard camp side. Everything like everything else was full. You know? Except for that one side, right? Like that little that section, you know? So, like, it wasn't that bad whenever they came to Dy- for dynamite in, what was it, June? March? March. March. It wasn't that bad. Like, it was just that one section, small section. I couldn't remember. Because, yeah, because I saw the, f- I, lo- I was looking at the photos and the videos that we took, and like, everything, everything was pretty full except for that one section. Where the, where the where the hard cam is stationed, and usually that part is usually tarped off for the hard cam because they're moving the hard cam, so and they're usually moving other cameras around that area, so it wasn't that bad. Like it was pretty, it was pretty nice and full, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just been interesting to see the decline, you know. And again, somebody I'm not sure who said it. But I think I said it a while ago, too, is that you don't know who you're getting when you're going to Dynamite or Collision. Like, everybody's so injury-prone, they don't feature people regularly, so you don't know who you're getting when you buy a ticket to Dynamite.
1: Mm. And some people might be going there just to see a specific person or a couple people. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to go to Dynamite because I knew, like, Moxley was going to be on there, and he wasn't, but then he was on Collision, like, a few days later, I'd be like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. And guess what? They don't even let you know. Like, you don't know until, like, a couple weeks beforehand who's going to be on what show.
1: Or they'll advertise, like, a couple... Like, I know, like, week by week, like, when you watch a Dynamite on Wednesday, they won't even say anything about the next week until, like, a day or two beforehand. Like, they'll announce matches, like, a day or two beforehand. And it's like, why don't you give people more notice of what's going to happen or what's going on?
0: Yeah, like, like... And that's the thing, too. It's like, um... When WWE does their advertisement, like, like let's see, they're going to be here in February for Monday Night Raw. Usually, and the um, when you click on the link, like they'll tell you that the dark match main event will be so and so versus so and so. So they let you know what the last, ma- the actual last match will be. And even then, it's like, okay, if we're going to Raw, we know what we're getting at Raw. We're getting Seth, the World Champion. We're getting the Judgment Day getting Rhea. We're getting Jey Uso, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. You know for a fact they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Unless they're injured, for a fact, we know they're going to be there. Dynamite, you don't know if you're getting Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or Adam Hangman Page or Swerve You don't know who you're getting until that day before when they announced the matches for that Dynamite. Yeah. Or the week before when they're like, next week on Dynamite. You know. You don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it was like when we went yeah that's what it was that's the only thing i was complaining i was like because we we went there for the sole purpose of seeing the acclaimed live because we were hyped and they were in st louis they filmed like a like a promo package or something at union station but they weren't there in the building or if they were in the building they were in the back but they didn't come out to the ring Mm. and do anything and i was like what the fuck Like, I was hoping to see the acclaim. And they had Rampage. They could have put them on Rampage. They had Rampage. And that's the thing, too. It's like their advertisement, whenever they put, like, the city they're going to be at with the arena and everything, they put their most popular people on the poster. But there's not a guarantee that they're going to be at the show. Right. You know? So it's like, uh, you know, that's my one constructive criticism is like, hey, Do better advertisement. Send people a month before and then send someone else a week before to advertise the show, to buy tickets, to drum up publicity, you know. Have people do the rounds of of media, do podcasts, do, you know, radio shows, whatever. You know, the more of that that you do, the more boots to the ground, media, publicity work that you do, the more you're going to get people to buy your tickets, you know. I agree. Simple as that.
1: It is as simple as that.
0: You know. Like a couple of years ago, I didn't know WWE was in town, or at, uh, yeah, or if I did, I forgot. And then I heard that the new day were going to be on one of us on the point. I was like, oh shit, they're going to be on one of us on the point. Maybe I should look at tickets. I didn't buy tickets because I was pretty. Uh, <laughs> it, was pre- it was those. Those were the dark ages when WWE wasn't as fun to go to. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm, I'm not going to buy a ticket. You know, <laughs> I don't want to set two three hours of raw that I'm not going to enjoy. No. You know, but I love the new day, and I knew they were there at the very least. I knew they were there, you know. So if I wanted to buy a ticket, I could, but never. But it never hurts, you know. Never hurts to put out people.
1: Like even now, I know that what is it, Collision? Yeah, coming in January. Yeah, and then like a week or two after is Raw. Like if I had to choose between the two, obviously I am going to Raw. Like I don't like who are we going to see on Collision? Like you just said, we don't know. We don't know who we would see. I don't know. They would advertise certain people, but then like, there would be other people that I'd want to see probably that wouldn't be there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... The way they're doing these shows is just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to crap on them. I, I, AEW has always been fun. Like The shows that we've gone to have always been really fun to watch, but I don't know. It's, it's changed.
0: That and ticket pricing, like they're... They're going to some of these arenas and they're selling tickets as the same price as WWE would. And it's like you're not WWE. You can't be. You can't be selling tickets at this price. You're not WWE.
1: That's probably why they're not getting the attendance they want. You
0: know, like, well, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, like one fifty for a ticket, the same amount of money that I could pay to see Raw. I'd rather do that with Raw than. Than AEW, you know,
1: and you get more your money's worth yeah, for Raw three hours. Yeah,
0: you know, well actually you get like five hours with AEW because they tape Ring of Honor before yeah, and after true. the show. So after they're done filming, that's a long fucking night. After filming Rampage, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's rough to look at clips of Ring of Honor because you know you can tell when they've started filming the the one after Rampage. I'm like, oh man, this is, this looks terrible. This is just like why are you doing this to yourself?
1: Like, honestly, I, I, I didn't really want to stay for... Was Ring of Honor the last one they taped yeah. that night? Yeah. I was like, we probably should have just left.
0: Yeah. I mean, we started to leave, you know. We're like, eh, I think we're good. Let's, let's start Let's start heading out. Yeah. You know, and that's when everybody else was like, yeah, we'll, we'll start heading out too. But, like, yeah, like they got to they gotta nip down the butt. They got to figure out something else. Like, they got to... Like, I think Claudio said it, you know, Cesaro, for those people that don't know. He's like, uh, like, he liked it when Ring of Honor was taped, like, in Orlando or something, because it had a different look to it than Dynamite or Collision. You know, it just had its own vibe and its own look. So I hope that they find a place where they could just film Ring of Honor stuff that looks nothing like the Dynamite set or the Collision set, so that, you know, People can grow a fan... So that the Ring of Honor people can grow a fan base there. And also, stop putting Ring of Honor stuff on AEW. There's so many titles. There's so many, like... I'm,
1: it's, it's just too, uh, what, convoluted? convoluted I was about
0: to say that. Convoluted. Like, I can't keep up. Like So, wait. Uh, you're, you're, you're promoting a match for Ring of Honor, but it's on AEW. But I gotta pay to see it on Honor Club. But I, you're advertising it on AEW and you're putting like promo segments for it on A. Like, dude, like that makes no sense. Makes no sense.
1: No. Keep, Keep it the on. Ring of Honor stuff on Ring of Honor. Yeah. AEW on AEW. Like, it's not that hard.
0: Yeah, it's not that hard. You know. <laughs> so, uh, like, that's my again, my one Chris. Like, I want them to succeed, but in order to succeed, they need a. They need to be told what they're doing wrong, you know. Mm. Like, hey, like I've gotten an F on a on a paper before. Guess what? My teacher did. She circled the stuff and she's like, "Hey, you could you could have improved on this. You could have done this." Like they mark up the little paper and they're like, "Hey, here's what you can do next time," or you know, "This is what you can learn from this paper." I feel like Tony Khan reads all the negativity. He's like, "Nah, don't eat it."
1: <laughs> Not for probably.
0: Me. It's like he's I'm just ripping that time. shit up. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I feel like. I want them to succeed because if they're around, that means WWE is going to be trying their best to put on the best product. And if they're putting out the best product, and then that forces WWE to put the best product, then it it makes wrestling better. So I just want them to focus on, on their roots, focus on what their mission statement was, being an alternative, but also to focus on what wrestling is. It's not about the wrestling moves. It's about the stories. It's always been about the stories. Like, And I'll say this to the cows come home. You can have all kinds of wrestling, but at the very end, the very end of it, what people love about wrestling isn't the wrestling moves itself, but it's the storytelling that has led up to the moves. It's the reason why these people are fighting in the ring. It's the reason why, you know, like... Like right now, the build up to WrestleMania, we're not even talking about the matches. We're not we're not going like, oh, this is gonna be a great match. You know? We're talking about the build up. We're talking about like the promos. Like what could possibly be said mm-hmm. so that when we get to that match, it's bigger than ever. Like we're like it's like what did I say a couple weeks ago? I think I said that like the lead up to a, like a PLE or a main event or, or a mania or whatever is like like we're getting the the dessert right now, the main course. That'll be the, the like the you know the the match at you know WrestleMania or whatever. Like right now we're being fed you know dessert here, some dessert there, some apps you know, mm. some chicken tendies, some <laughs> some onion rings, some some mozzarella sticks. Do you like the the promos that could happen
1: between Punk and Seth, Punk and Roman, specifically Punk and Seth? Because like you said earlier, it's gonna be a little bit more personal. Like, this could be as good as, like, Punk MJF. Yeah. Like, that's how good and just excited that we are for these specific programs and, like, stories that are going to be told. Like, the promos are just going to be fire.
0: Yeah. And those promos will do the job of selling the match. So that when people start hitting crazy moves or doing something, it feels like, there's a purpose to it, you know? Like, mm. it feels intense. It feels personal. It feels like a feud. Rather than, hey, we're, you two are just going to have a match tonight, and we're not going to revisit this at all. You're just having a match tonight because, you know, eh, it's it's going to be cool. <laughs> it's like, ah, I'm sorry. Like, if I if I was a wrestler and Tony Connell was like, you're wrestling Kenny Omega tonight, but next week you're not doing anything. The week after that, who knows what you're going to be doing, but we're not working this into a program with Kenny Omega. I'd be like... Oh, okay. Well hey Tony. Uh no thanks. I don't want the match done. You don't want to be on TV? No. If I'm if it's not gonna be in, you know in if I'm not or if we're not starting a program with Kenny, then why would I wanna do it? Right. I wanna build something. I wanna tell a story. I want I want people to care about this match. You know?
1: That's what he was trying to that was that's what Punk was trying to do before he left.
0: Exactly. And now that he's gone and all these reports are coming out. People are starting to see that they're like, CM Punk had a good a good you know CM Punk was right when it came to Will Hobbs and stuff like that. CM Punk had a he was right about all this stuff like Ricky Starks, you know, um, FTR. Uh, who else was on a, a collision? Who else was a collision guy? You know, uh, let me think. Let me think. Malachi Black, Malachi the dark, Black. The, yeah, the, the the House of Black, like, like he was trying to build all that stuff, trying to build stories. So that when you finally got like the match, it meant something, you know. And now that he's gone, people are like, you know what, CM Punk he had a point.
1: Eventually, we could have gotten Punk MJF again. Yeah, I thought I that's thought that's where that whole real world real world champion story was
0: going. That's where it was going. That's where it was going. <laughs> you know, but then but then by the grace of God, he got <laughs> fired. <laughs> oh thanks brian he's got a. (laughs) he needs to thank his lucky stars he got fired (laughs) thank jack perry thank brian (laughs) danielson i hope i hope and this would be like a big f you but i hope when he gets inducted into the wwe hall of fame he goes i look guys i gotta thank a couple special people in in this in this in in, for my induction or else it wouldn't have been possible i gotta thank a guy named jack perry My boy Brian Danielson, thank you for the, thank you for the pink slip. <laughs> you know,
1: this was a uh, um. So when Punk walked out in 2014, Brian main evented WrestleMania that year. Yeah. Now Brian's paying seeing Punk back. <laughs> here you go, here you go, Punk. Back to WWE main event. Get your main event. Get your main
0: event, bro. <laughs> yeah. I owe you this. <laughs> it's it's perfect. You know, it's it, uh, it's just. Man, like, that's the thing. Like, for weeks, for months on this podcast, after the all-in incident, me and you, we were like, look, eventually the truth will come out or eventually stuff will start coming out that will either prove CM Punk right or prove CM Punk wrong. And for the most part, it's been proven CM Punk right. Yep. You know? And if CM Punk's... Burst of outrage in the back was as bad as it seemed or reported, there's sh- by now there would have been some leaked footage.
1: Right, there's video footage somewhere. Somebody has it.
0: Yeah. Of said CM Punk Jack Perry confrontation with the with an alleged lunge at Tony Khan. <laughs> there there at by this point it should have been leaked.
1: Right. It's been three months, so three, three plus months. months? Yeah.
0: And for whatever reason, this whoever that stooge is in AW has been really quick to to report things to Dave Meltzer and John Rossap. But where's this video? Why don't you hold the camera like this on your chest? <laughs> <laughs> you start recording, like. Where's that video? Because again, CM Punk makes his return. Suddenly, all of this stuff starts coming up about Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson being a part of the committee. Which again, I think is a chicken shit move on whoever's part in AEW to try to throw him under the bus, to try to make it seem like Brian had a a final say. From what from everything I've read, he had a say. He was like, you know, he made a suggestion, but it wasn't like he is the final word. He is the word of God. It, it, if Brian Danielson says he's gone, he's gone. Mm. It sounds to me like he was just a guy in a room with other people discussing it. And like, well, this is what I would do. Or if if, it, if it's not working out between both parties, just let him go. You know?
1: Or there was a vote or something.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know. Exactly. So where's that video? <laughs> CM Punk attacking Tony Khan?
1: I still think it's going to come out. Or right, maybe maybe there's video footage, but, you know, it's... It's not what it's being made out to be. And well, that's they, what I'm saying. They don't want it to be shown.
0: Exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's like, th- like there again, there was an alleged video that someone said doesn't paint CM Punk in a great picture. Where's that video? Unless it exists, but it's not as bad as people are made it out to be. You know, it's not as uh, life threatening as someone made it out to be. Maybe maybe
1: Tony Khan lunged at CM Punk.
0: <laughs> exactly. Maybe CM Punk was defending himself. I don't know. But here's the thing. CM Punk didn't go out on television or at the pay-per-view and say, hey, this is real glass. Crimea me a river. You know? <laughs> that was Jack Perry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. But if you want to cash out, here's your receipt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh shit that's that's just a fact of life you know it's i don't know at this point uh cm punk has put that behind him you know he made a little bit of a dig at it you know because people wanted spicy punk back so he he gave them a little bit of a dig on on his smackdown promo saying guys who would want to work with somebody who just randomly punches people backstage it's pretty funny it's twenty (laughs) twenty three. You just don't do that kind of shit. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was perfect. It was... It was... That promo, man. It did everything. But al- it also proved something that when that promo hit and when, when CM Punk said that about the backstage and hitting people, it wasn't as big of an O oh moment as, say, if he had said that in AEW. It would have been like, oh, you know, because I think the the fans there were like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it had something to do with it being like the tribute to the troops or something or like maybe WWE fans just don't watch as much AEW stuff. But still, like that stuff gets out. Yeah. And people would most people would know like what happened within the last few months.
0: I want to say it was probably tribute to the troops thing. And then also where it was. It was from Providence, Rhode Island. So maybe the geography too is like maybe they're, they're not as hardcore fans out there.
1: Yeah, I mean if he would have said that on a Raw or like a, just another SmackDown, yeah. that wasn't tribute to the Troopers, it probably would have gotten more of a reaction.
0: Yeah, but I was cause, yeah because I was gonna say because someone's like, uh, I forgot who said it, but it was either on Twitter or on a podcast. But they're like, uh, this just proves that AEW isn't mainstream. I'm like, actually no, it doesn't because, and this is where I'm. This is the one time I defended AEW. It's like. When CM Punk got fired, that was all over my timeline on Facebook. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Facebook. Like USA Today, um, um, People Magazine. like All these different outlets were covering the fact that CM Punk got fired from AEW. Mm-hmm. That's probably the first time anybody had ever heard of AEW that was in the mainstream. So you can't tell me that people didn't know. People knew. Yeah. You know?
1: And I do think, like, even if there was an NDA sign and he can't actually like. I know he kind of made that little jab on the, in that promo. Like he didn't specifically mention them, but I do feel like more stuff f- from his AEW career might come up, especially in a, a promo with like Seth. Seth. Yeah, because I mean, it kind of has to. Some a little bit of it has to come up I, at some point with
0: Seth. It probably will
1: because he can say something about yeah. it, but he can't. Punk, but Punk so, can't. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna assume, yeah. Seth is going to bring all that stuff up, most likely, or some of that stuff up, and CM Punk is just going to have to be like, "It happened." <laughs> I don't know. Like, it is what it is. You know. You got me. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> yeah. But
1: like, um, but guess what, Seth? I'm moving on. Yeah, and it's, you it's should too. Like,
0: I'm moving on. You should, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm moving on. Like you should. Like what have you been telling Drew McIntyre all these months? Move on. Boom. You know, it's like you should take your own advice. You know, or or. They could go this direction. It's like, Seth, what are you doing? Like, it's like, you don't want to do this. It's like right now I'm a sleeping, I'm a sleeping dragon. It's like, I'm, I'm happy right now. Do you really want to piss me off? Do you really, (laughs) it's like, it's like, do you really want the CM Punk that could ruin your career right now? Do you really want the CM Punk that could verbally, like verbally annihilate you right now? and make all these people stop believing in you? Do you really want that CM Punk?
1: Verbally annihilate you and take everything from you.
0: Yeah. It's like, because I can do that, right? He's like, like, I can do that. It's like, I can go scorched earth on your ass. Do you really want the people to know who you really are? Ooh.
1: This is going to be good.
0: I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. (laughs) Let's go. Dude, like, I spend, like, sometimes I'm driving, and I just think of, like, oh, this would be a cool thing for... CM Punk in a Seth promo or oh this would be a cool thing for a Roman in a punk promo like i just i
1: want Moxley to get brought up at some <laughs> point yeah. punk could be like hey i beat your boy a couple times over there
0: you know it's like <laughs> maybe he can't bring up anything AEW maybe he could just be like you know he's like hey man rocky 3 ain't got nothing on me <laughs> so, <laughs> just stupid shit like that i don't know it's uh, i don't know it's right now all we know, or all that everything has been proven is that there's enough stuff and for CM Punk to to chew at that's WWE related that he doesn't have to bring up AW stuff. You know. I agree. Enough with Roman, enough with Seth, enough with Cody, you know, that he can do that he doesn't have to bring up AW. So I think last this past Friday was the last time he will probably ever mention anything AEW related. And going forward, if it gets brought back up, it won't be by him, like you said, it'll be by Seth, mm-hmm. you know, or it'll be loosely brought up by Seth, you know like, it's like you like, i'm trying to, I'm try to do my best Seth voice. You win to the other place, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> close enough,
0: you know close enough I'm trying to sound as whiny as I can <laughs> but uh I don't know like there's there's ways to bring it up. For Seth, at least, to try to make CM Punk look at the bad guy in the, in the rivalry. Not in real life. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but, yeah, who knows? But uh, Seth did an interview uh, with Sports Illustrated where he talked about – I feel like half of it was in character. Half of it was real. Half, the half of it that I thought was in character was I didn't know he was there until his music hit, or I didn't know he was coming out until his music hit. Uh, he knew. Yeah. Like if anybody was gonna be told, like, why would you tell Drew? Why would you tell Randy or Finn? Like, they don't need to know. Who needs to know? Seth. He he would have been the one guy that would have been told. Um, so he knew. But he said that I didn't find out until his music hit. Um so that was a bold-faced lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but um he said, Look, he's like, I'm open to to you know, mending fences. If if that's what anybody wants, you know, he's like, I'm 38 years old, and it's like I don't need to be holding on to grudges. So if 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 we can get to a point where we can mend fences, or you know, get to a point where we can at least work together, you know, business wise, he's like, I'm open to all of it. You know,
1: that's a level-headed human being.
0: You know, yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure there will be privately we won't know about it, but I'm sure there will be a, a conversation between Seth and Punk. When they start working together.
1: Well, that's what makes matches better. That's what makes feuds better is real life, like, personal issues. Look at Brett and Sean. Matt, Edge, and Lita.
0: Yeah. Oh, talk about (laughs) personal, bro. (laughs) Like, bro, imagine, dude. Imagine trying to put a match together with somebody who was fucking your girlfriend. (laughs) Dude.
1: Not only that. Matt Hardy came back and basically lost the entire feud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude. It's oh, how to... Oh, if anything, people should study that match. People should study that feud. CM Punk and Seth should study that feud to <laughs> to prove that, hey, anything is possible. Fences can be mended. That's what the Young Bucks should have done. You know? If Edge can fuck Matt Hardy's girlfriend... <laughs> And get away with it. And get away with it. <laughs> and make money. And make money. Then, then you guys can talk it out, you know? And then, like, we, like we've said for months, have a conversation. The conversation should have had, should have happened, you know? And none of this would have happened, you know? Simple as that. Mm. But like CM Punk, he had a conversation with Triple H. CM Punk wasn't above having a conversation with Triple H. It's like, look, who knows? Who knows what? Again, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall or a bug in the phone to uh, uh, to know what, uh, what was said in that conversation. But I'm sure it was on Triple H's side at least. It's like, hey, it's a different company. You know, all the things that you complained about in the past, we fixed. You know, the 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 medical protocols, the concussion protocols, all of these protocols. With if anybody's injured. You're out. We're not gonna force you to do anything. You know, unless it's like a minor injury or like an injury you can kinda work through, you know, kinda like a hand injury or like I think Ray was wrestling with a torn meniscus or something. And that's why he had oh, to yeah, yeah. like he was wrestling on a bad knee or something for a while, but then he had to get surgery, so that's why they wrote him off. So he wasn't he was injured, but he was still wrestling injured. So it's like there are I guess there are injuries that you can wrestle through. Um, but, um, but for the most part, yeah, like there's a concussion, like if you're injured, injured, like, yeah, you're out, dude. Like we don't, we're not going to force it. Or if you start to feel bad, you know, people, people can take mental health days if they want.
1: Get out of here. Here's the thing too. I'm sure at this point, Seth and Punk have probably sat down and like had some kind of conversation, especially if like this, if this is going to be like the WrestleMania program. Like, I'm sure Triple H has talked to both of them like, hey, this is what we're going to do. If there's any personal issues between the two of you, we need to sit down, figure it out, because you two are going to be my main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. And I'm sure Seth, in his mind, is thinking, look, I want to be in the main event. Punk, you want to be in the main event? Let's do this. Simple as that, bro. Yeah.
0: Like look how easy that is. I know. <laughs> like it's like I know it, I know this is a hypothetical one, but like you know, for me at least it's like like I've always been like I'm not above having a conversation with someone that I don't like. Mm. Like, you know, uh, other people, like I look, I've said some things in the past or I've I've said things to people in the past that are bad that I didn't mean. But other people just didn't want to have a conversation with me. (laughs) And I was always open to dialogue. And, you know, as you can attest, there was a situation that happened a while ago where some some miscommunication happened. And I was, you know, so I was so sorry. And so, you know, uh, visibly, not visibly upset. You couldn't see me. It was through text. But like, I was like, hey, we should have a conversation. Let's talk it out. Because that's how adults do things right you know we we at least put it out there like hey let's have a conversation let's let's squash the beef and thankfully the beef was squashed
1: it was you know all one, water under the bridge water
0: under the bridge you know but um but not you know if i can do that and i'm sure that you could do that too if if you know i don't know i don't know what your relationship is with people but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't really have any enemies <laughs>
0: You don't have any enemies? No. Not any, that I know of. Yeah. If there's somebody out there that hates me, then <laughs> sorry. But it's like, yeah, just have the conversation, dude, because it it, it it helps, you know? A lot of people don't think it helps, but it helps having that conversation, you know? And like I said, like, I don't know what Triple H's side is, but I can only assume that that's the stuff that he said. It's like, hey, look, it's a different company, you know? And, uh, you know, like, they probably both air their grievances or whatever that they had with each other. It's like, Hey, I didn't appreciate when you said this, this, and this about me, you know, and punk could be like, Hey man, yeah, like I was over the line or I stepped over the line or whatever, you know, and, and punk would have also been like, Hey, but like, if I'm going to come back and I want to come back. You know, I just want to make sure that everything is good. You know, all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's just men being men mm. having conversations, doing the uncomfortable thing all it takes for business you know and who's reaping the re- the rewards right now wwe the fans the fan, well the fans too yeah especially the fans you know so i just hope that everything goes well you know i hope nobody in wwe in the back tries to have a big head about themselves and try to try to confront cm punk is look we all know what's going to happen if you do. <laughs> it ain't going to end well for you. No. <laughs> it's like, at this point, if, if CM Punk has a reputation of being easily agitated, don't agitate him. Or, you know, or, or if you're going to confront him, just know he's not going to step down. No. <laughs> he's going to step up <laughs> to your face. So, it just you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You don't want them horns. <laughs> you know? You don't want them punk horns. As a, as, a, as a famous movie from Chicago once said, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Don't mess with the bull. Don't mess with the bull, baby. You don't mess with the bull. Jack Perry learned the hard way. He messed with the bull. He got the horns. That jungle boy got the horns. You know? <laughs> the beautiness. The beauty of, of, of life, you know? Um... Man, for me, I think I think uh, going forward, CM Punk, he's moved on from AW. He's moved on from all of that.
1: Mm.
0: It'll be interesting to see how it's brought up, <laughs> but I think it's going to be handled well. And I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see how. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see how it all goes down. I'm you looking know?
1: forward to RAW just to see. What happens if there's any kind of? Because he hasn't really had any interactions with anybody other than those like backstage uh, quick interactions with like Kevin Owens and LA Knight and all that. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to him actually getting into a program.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we gotta get through the Rumble, through the Rums. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll feud with uh, with Dom Dom. Oh, dude, that'd be be great. Like, if, if if anything. Give him a mini feud. Just give him a little mini feud with with da, with Dirty Dom, bro. There's it, a, there's already history there you could mine from, you know. So it's it's simple. It's easy, you know.
1: I, I know we've been talking about holding his first match off until the Rumble, but maybe it might be a good thing for him to kind of get back into the swing of things and have, like you said, like a little mini feud with Dom or you know a couple of matches here and there yeah. until
0: the Rumble. Like Dominic, he doesn't his style of wrestling. I don't think would hurt him. No. You know. So it's like like wrestling Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Like it it'll, it'll, nice and easy, nice and simple, nice mm-hmm. and nice and breezy. Yeah. Um so yeah, maybe give him like a mini feud just to kind of get his feet wet. See let the fans know that okay, he you know, he's good to go. Not to worry, you know.
1: Honestly, I might I might keep him away from Seth for a while until January, until after the Rumble.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. like, we don't need this confrontation, you know, now. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. It's like everybody and their mother is like, ah, like, we need this now. Like, we want this now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Chill. We're going to get it. You can't, you, you, you can't, you know, fat, you, you can't cook something fast no. and expect it to be great.
1: This <laughs> has got to be one of them good, long, like drawn out stories,
0: you know. Yeah, this is this is like cooking barbecue, man. We gotta we gotta put that shit <laughs> out the day before. We gotta we gotta slow cook it. Let you it know?
1: thaw. Let it thaw.
0: We gotta let it thaw. We gotta let it cook. You know, once it's thawed, then we cook. You know, <laughs> then we get that juiciness. We we, we can't serve you raw <laughs> raw beef. No, no, <laughs> you'll get sick. <laughs> My maybe even die. You know, <laughs> E. Coli, whatever. <laughs> So, like, for all the people that are like, like, he needs to be in the program now. No, he doesn't. Like, we've gotten the return. We've got the return promo, which was controversial in itself, which just proves that, hey, we were right. It's like, give it a minute. He'll give you what you want. But right now, this isn't the, let me come back and tell you about what I hate. It's like, no, let me come back and just tell you that I'm happy to be back and that I've got some scores to settle. Second promo, all right. Here are the scores I'm settling.
1: Let me sprinkle in some uh, some story here.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, guys. Let, it, for all the people that are complaining, it's like, yeah, let me, let them sprinkle some story. You know,
1: With like five different guys. Exactly.
0: He's he's giving he's giving you options. He's giving you a buffet. Mm. You know,
1: everybody loves a buffet.
0: Everybody loves a buffet. Get a little bit of Seth. Get a little bit of Roman. Mm. Get a little bit of LA night. Yeah. <laughs> get a little bit of Randy. Maybe some dirty Dom on the side. Mm. <laughs>
1: It's like the little, like the sauce, the hot sauce.
0: Yeah, you get a little sauce, you know, a little gravy, you know. You <laughs> never heard anybody.
1: <laughs> let me put a little gravy on my taters,
0: <laughs> you know. Uh. So, 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 I'm just saying, like, let it cook, you know. Let, let it, let it simmer, let it, you know. We're gonna get everything we want, but we can't get it now because if it's too soon, or people, the second it's too soon, people are gonna be complaining. We've been at this for months now. We've been doing this for weeks now. It's like, where's this headed? It's like, hold on, dude.
1: There was even an interview from Seth back in like 2019, I want to say, before Punk came back to wrestling at all. And he was asked about Punk. And he basically said like a lot of the same things that we've already talked about. But he also said, um, you know, if Punk wants to come back and, you know, do this, there's only one place to do it. That's at WrestleMania in the main event, so they could even bring that interview, kind of uh, incorporate that into the feud as well.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> Samo can be like Seth, I accept your challenge, and Seth's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like you said it. You know, a couple of years, like you, 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 you can, yeah, you, like you said, he could bring up the clip and be like, "You said there was only one place to do this, and I agree. It is at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Boom, mm. you're good to go. You're off to the races." Again, there's so many entry points just to Seth, and then there's so many entry points just to Roman. You know, it's like like even with Roman, it's like, you know, uh, off the top of my head, Roman, like when, whenever they're going back and forth, CM Punk, CM Punk can be like, Roman, you've never, it's like you, it's like you've never won that championship on your own. You've always had other people win it for you. It's almost as if. Other people have made you look strong. Ooh. You know? <laughs> so boom, right there. Ugh. It's like it's like you need your cousins to make you look strong. Hell, you even need Paul Heyman to make you look strong. CM Punk, I don't need anybody to make me look strong. I just knock you out. Don't believe me? Ask people in the back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like again, you could like that could be a subtle reference. Like, you don't believe me? Like
1: that's why know? they call me one punch Phil. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. <laughs> so it's like, it again, all of this writes itself. Honestly, yo, if somebody from WWE is listening to this, hire us. Please. We're, we're just an encyclopedia of knowledge. <laughs> of We've shit. done our history. We're an encyclopedia of shit talk right now. <laughs> you want some one-liners? Here's a one-liner, <laughs> you know? Man. Dude, I swear to God. If I see some of my shit on, w- on WWE television, I'm going to be pissed.
1: Dude, we're gonna see some of this. Like everything we just talked about, like all the promos and shit. They're, they're gonna. They're, it's gonna happen. Sweet. It always does. Every time we talk about something on this podcast,
0: that's what we got. If, if some of this shit comes up before the RAW. I'll, I'm gonna make a poster copyright infringement. I'm <laughs> just, just gonna pull it up. If Adam
1: Pierce grants CM Punk a title show at the Rumble, I'm gonna be pissed. Ooh, yeah.
0: I'll be pissed just because I don't want to see I, it at the Rumble.
1: I booked it first. Yeah. But I didn't want to book it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so great. I didn't want to book it. <laughs> Man, dude. I don't know. It's been we've, been... we've been eating well these past few weeks. Yeah. You know? There was the return. There was the return promo. Then there was the spicy promo. <laughs> he was on Deadline. NXT Deadline. Deadline. Like, we're, we're We're eating, bro.
1: So, yeah. such an exciting time. Can't stop thinking about it, talking about it. That's why we have a podcast. Exactly, man.
0: This is just an excuse for us to get together and talk about it <laughs> on a weekly basis. We'll probably talk about more off the air. Probably. Usually, that's, that's yeah. usually what happens. We talk more off the air than on the air sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You sometimes <laughs> miss out on what we talk about. <laughs> that's why we had wrestling overtime, but now we got rid of it. Yeah. Any overtime? we'll just we'll just it'll just be on the show. We'll just yeah. keep talking, you know, until we run out of shit to say.
1: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man, it's just
0: Logan Paul, that's another person that's like really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. So many people. I'm hoping Santos Escobar starts to, you know, cook he starts to cook himself. He starts to get hot cuz he he's a really great talent. Um yeah, he's heating up. Yeah, man. Heating up, bro. And uh who else? I'm trying to think anybody else on raw that has some potential well Chad Gable and Gunther obviously so yeah like there's so many people like Alpha Academy like like right now any anything comedic right now that's my favorite is Alpha Academy stuff you know and they've really done a great job with them so it's like I'm excited for that shit like whatever Chad Gable does whatever he does with Alpha Academy I'm always excited
1: shush sure. you know? I do hope he kind of gets back into <clears throat> that role he was in, like, when he was going up against Gun- uh, Gunther for the uh, yeah. um, Intercontinental title. Yeah. Like, he should have been the guy to dethrone him, in my opinion.
0: I think so. I, think, I still think there's a possibility. You know? Depends. For me, it's, it, there, there have been a couple scenarios that people have thrown out for Gunther. He either beats Brock at WrestleMania and retains the Intercontinental title, and then relinquishes it. He's like, I've done everything I can with this title. I relinquish it. Or my theory, or my idea, the one that I prefer, is he defends it in the Elimination Chamber because I would assume Roman's not defending that title, his title, in the Elimination Chamber. Seth might have a one-on-one match, might not have an Elimination Chamber match, so why not have, you know, Intercontinental title on the line in the Elimination Chamber and have like everybody everybody has to hit their finisher on Gunther just to get the pinfall you know that yeah. way that way it still makes him look strong cuz it took five other guys to beat him and then when he goes to WrestleMania for him again I, I love Brock Lesnar in this more of like this main event gate gatekeeper role of like of of almost being like you want to be in the main event you got to prove yourself with me you know That's what he did with Cody at SummerSlam, which again, the build up to it was good, and the story was there enough that once that match happened, it was a great match. Like I was like, "Whoa, this is a pretty good match," and the fans loved it. Like again, like it's it's so elementary, but it's so simple. It's it's so true. Just tell a good story, you know. Mm -hmm. So simple. And then at the end, when he fucking shook Cody Rhodes' hand, it's like. And to know that that wasn't scripted, it was real. It's like, like Brock doesn't do that kind of shit. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine if Brock Lesnar loses to Gunther at WrestleMania. It's not for the title because Gunther doesn't have the title. It's just a, it's just man on man, one on one. At the end of it, Brock Lesnar shakes Gunther's hand. He would too. You know, a well,
1: little fist bump, something. He. I, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Like getting, getting the nod from Brock Lesnar. Boom, you're automatic. Main event, main eventer at that point. It's like, you should be, you should be going after the world title. You should be going after the universal title,
1: you know? That could transition him into a babyface role. Possibly. Getting that respect from Brock. Yeah. Because I'm sure Brock's going to be the baby face in that program if that's where they end up going.
0: Yeah. So the, the, there's so many possibilities with Gunther too. Like, like I feel like he is like at the cusp of transitioning into a main eventer that, it, you know, I think... He needs to lose the Intercontinental title and start making his way to the two major titles. Whichever they'll be. I don't know which one. Whether if, he gets traded to SmackDown, whether he gets traded to Raw or stays on Raw. Who knows?
1: If Punk wasn't back, I would have said go, he's a you know strong possibility to win the Rumble and <clears throat> go on to face for, uh, one of the champions. But... They might hold off on that a little longer.
0: Yeah. I would. I wouldn't. That's the thing, too. It's like, for whatever reason, when it comes to men, when it comes to the main event scene, they, the sooner you put them in that spot, the faster they fizzle. I want Gunther's to be kind of like his title reign has been, nice slow burn, like, We're getting people into the groove of things. We're getting Gunther into the groove of things. Let's just let's let's let it cook. As we always say on this podcast, let's let it cook. You know, because at at this point, results don't lie. If you let it cook, you get a perfect steak. You know, simple as that. Mm -hmm. You want Gunther to be a a nice, medium rare. Mm. Nice and juicy. I love that juiciness. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the way in which you said that with a straight face. (laughs)
1: It uh, scared me. I love a juicy, but uh, some A1. Get some A1 on that. Some A1. Hey, if if it's good enough, you don't even need the A1.
0: Exactly. I was about to say that. If it's
1: good enough, you don't need that A1. That Texas Roadhouse, uh, Texas Roadhouse steak. That Kansas City strip. Mm. Mm. No A1 for that.
0: Yeah. So, you know, let Gunther cook. You know, let him keep kind of breaking down. I would say have him. Go up against main event Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, guys like that so that he starts building his credibility in the main event scene. Because if he wins the Rumble and then goes straight to the world title, like let's say CM Punk didn't return. And he won the Rumble and then goes straight to the world title and loses. He starts at the bottom now again. Because if he loses, he hasn't built up the credibility of the main event status that now you're like, oh shit, where do we go from here? You have to rebuild him again. You don't want to do that. Yeah. There's no point in rebuilding him when you can keep him on the trajectory that he's going. Same thing happens if he wins the world title. Okay, he wins the world title. Now we got to put him in a program with somebody, and all the main eventers right now are, are hot. And can he keep up with them? And if he loses to one of them, because, again, I hate these well, – I shouldn't say I hate them, but, like, these long title reigns now have become sort of, like, I don't know, like, so predictable to me that I'm like, come on, give me something, you know? I want to get excited again. Shock me a little bit. Have somebody win the ti- some title that I, I didn't see coming, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I'm I'm sure somebody would beat Gunther for the world title within that the year that he won it. So I want – I don't know, like – it wouldn't help him if he, had w- if he wins it. So let it cook. Let it gradually happen to where the, when the fans finally are fully behind Gunther as a main eventer and he wins the world title. It means something. You know?
1: I also think whoever wins the Rumble needs to win at Mania. Because I think <laughs> Drew McIntyre was the last one to win a Rumble and then win the title at Mania.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> the last people to win the Rumble when all went on to face Roman.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point.
1: It was Cody. Before that, it was Brock, and then Edge the year before. Yeah. So. Oof. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) The credibility of the Rumble winner ain't so good right now.
0: It ain't ain't happening for the Rumble winner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That should happen. Mm. So whether it's CM Punk or Cody Rhodes, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Pull the trig. Pull the trig. You know, uh, I mean... Again, we keep reiterating this, but, like, this Royal Rumble, for the men's side at least, is so unpredictable, you know? It's like, to me at least, there is a strong possibility that Cody wins again for the the second year in a row. Like, I don't want it personally, but I could see it. I'll be fine with it if it happens, you know? Because that would be an interesting story to tell. Like, oh, CM Punk didn't win the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, now this is interesting. Where does he go from here? Or who does he go from here?
1: You know, it would have to be the uh, elimination chamber, I guess, to qualify to win the number one contender spot. Exactly. For Seth or whoever the world champion is at the time.
0: Yeah. So it depends. And then we keep forgetting, but Damian Priest holds the money in the bank. Yeah. So he can cash in any moment. He might want to cash in before
1: WrestleMania. He might want to go into WrestleMania as champion. Maybe he'll announce ahead of time, like, I'm cashing in. Main event of whatever Raw or at the Elimination Chamber. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, he might pull... Depe- it depends. If if Seth defends the title in a in an Elimination Chamber, if Seth does it, there's a chance that Damien cashes in that night. I don't know. Pulls an edge and mm. cashes in after an Elimination Chamber. Yeah. You know? Boom. Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia of Knowledge. Oh, shit. You know? There's so... Again... So many things could happen. So many things um, can happen, and and it's at this point, it's just it's just obnoxious how many good things could happen. Yeah, you know, between now and WrestleMania, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, dude. Like it's, I'm at this point, dude. I just I, I want to get my tickets for WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I uh, man. It's gonna be one hell of a one hell of a road.
0: Yeah, I can't. One remember.
1: hell of a show. It's gonna be some good stuff, dude. I it's hope weird. there's people out there who are as excited as we are.
0: It's some good shit, bro. We, we're getting some good shit. <laughs> it's been a while since we've gotten some good shit. It has been, you know. Well, it's a lie. We, this past year, we've had a lot of good shit. But like overall, I'm saying for WWE fans, you know, I don't think we've had anything good since like 2012. <laughs> you know, no. Maybe twenty thirteen.
1: Maybe the uh, maybe AEW kind of forced WWE's hand because they were hot for the first few years up until maybe twenty, maybe last year twenty twenty two, late twenty (sighs) twenty one, something like that.
0: I would say they were hot up until this. I would say after after um, what was it Uh, AEW Revolution
1: this year 2023
0: 2023 yeah after after this year's revolution i feel like it's started to kind of decline a little bit hmm. you know
1: well i was going to say it was like maybe <clears throat> wwe kind of like saw what was going on or something i know there's been a change with the whole tko stuff and you know vince not being in power anymore so maybe that has something to do with it but cuz you know back in the day when wcw was hot the WWE saw what they were doing and they t- they had to change some things. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that was kind of a a wake-up call for WWE like, hey, you know, we need to get some better stories going, we need to get we need to do something. So, I don't know, maybe AEW kind of had a hand in what WWE is doing now.
0: Of course they did. Like that's to deny that would be stupid. Like like we know this for a fact that WWE they Made sure to re-sign everybody that they wanted to re-sign for an extra four... Like, they made sure to give people bonuses and, like, extra money to not sign with AW, So they wouldn't go to AW. You know? So, yeah. Like, they, 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 AW yeah, did yeah. force <laughs> WWE's hand as far as, like, not only competing with them on a financial level as far as, like, paying the wrestlers, but also, like you said, the creative... And booking and all that stuff and and stories and all of that good shit. Like it forced WWE to get creative and to have better storylines. And they were producing I don't know what the past ten years, you know. Mm. So it's like, you know, again, this that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want AEW to go away because the second it goes away, and WWE is like, we did it, we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can we can chill out now, guys. We can chill out. I'm afraid maybe they they kind of. Uh, let the foot off the pedal, off you know, off the pedal a little bit,
1: you know. Yeah. So yeah. we we need AW to pick back up a little bit. Yeah. So again, this is our version of WCW versus WWE because like we weren't we were too young to even watch like that yeah. that war. So like by the time WCW went out of business, like I hadn't even started watching until they were gone. So, so yeah,
0: I didn't start watching until like end of two thousand five. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was almost. I, we were almost done with the ruthless aggression era by the time I started watching.
1: Now, even though they're not playing on the same night, like it's still like it's still kind of you know it's competition. Like yeah. it's still a little bit of a war going on there, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good thing. Um, and like I said, that's why I want AEW to do well. Like like every, like, like we've said on this podcast numerous times at nauseum at this point. All of our criticisms aren't so that aw goes away our criticisms are so that it grows and gets better and learns from its mistakes you know like like you were telling me with your son earlier today before the podcast started like you know started acting up a little bit started to show some signs that you don't like and you're like hey we gotta gotta knit this in the butt we gotta we gotta criticize your You know, your actions and what you're doing.
1: I got a three year old, guys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The threatening threes, you know? (laughs) So it's the same sort of metaphor. It's like, look, we got to, we got to, we got to knit the shit in the butt, Tony. We got to talk about what you're doing, Mm. what your actions you're taking, your booking style. Like, it ain't working, you know? And like, as much as you want to cater to the hardcore fans, the niche crowd, you got to, Let's <clears throat> say niche or niche, 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 niche. crowd. Um, you gotta also try to get casual fans to get in, so that they become AW fans. You know, so you gotta find a way to get them to watch as well. So it's like it's not just hardcore fans, hardcore fans, hardcore fans. You know, gotta gotta branch out, and that's why when I said that, um, or that's why whenever John Moxley said that, uh, what uh. What uh, what WWE does is entertainment, and what AEW does is wrestling, pro wrestling. Again, I strongly disagree, you know? I do too. If they- anything, WWE is the most pro wrestling because it's all about the story, mm-hmm. you know?
1: It's like... <laughs> Both companies have something of entertainment. <clears throat> like, it's not just one company over the other.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I've, I've loved certain segments in AEW. Like, I love the Jericho MJF stuff when they did this little song and dance. Like, this kind of... Frank Sinatra thing, I loved. Again, the whole MJF CM Punk feud was promo, 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 segment, 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 match. It was always it was it was basically a WWE thing. MJF Adam Cole,
1: that's all entertainment, fun. Yeah, you know, it it was just mostly promos, backstage stuff, the kangaroo stuff. Like, how was that not entertaining?
0: No, it's like. That's another thing too, which is again like I read online. It's like how MJF became the biggest goofball in 2023. It's like I don't think so. In my opinion, I don't think so. But also, from a from an objective perspective, they've had to rely on MJF a lot since I would say all out. Of last of this year,
1: yeah. They've well, honestly, <coughs> probably since last year when the brawl out happened, because oh, Caine yeah. Punk immediately was suspended. Well,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. The and brawl the out elite, too.
1: The elite was, you know, they were gone for a while. Yeah. And MJF immediately, he pretty much stepped in and took over. He, he that's when he yeah. became
0: champion. And with Brian Danielson with injury after injury. Yeah. You know, so it's like, MJF had to step up, and I mean, at this point, he's been, you know, heavily used uh, to the point where. Like, does he do some corny stuff? Yeah. But it's like, at the same time, he's trying everything in his power to make sure that fans remember and come back to the shows. Because they're like, oh, I love MJF. I want to go back to an AEW show, a Dynamite, whatever. Collision, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I don't think MJF has been ruined or anything. I would just say that MJF has literally been carrying AEW <laughs> on his back, you know? And what was that promo CM Punk had with John Moxley? He's like... It's like you can be the heart and soul, I'll be the dollars and cents. But right now MJF is the dollars and cents and I would say the heart and soul. Absolutely. You know? Like no offense to John Moxley, but he wasn't a day one AEW guy. Like he came in just as late as anybody else. Like so that always to me never made sense either. It's like if any if anybody should be having that promo about being the heart and soul, it would have been a Darby Allin or a who else? Who's, who's the... F-
1: uh, hangman.
0: Yeah, yeah Hangman. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hangman. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so, because, <clears throat> like, even, yeah, like I said, John Moxley isn't an AEW original, you know? He's a former WWE guy, you know? As much as he doesn't want to be remembered as a former WWE guy or as hard as he tries, he's a former WWE guy. Yeah. If it weren't for WWE, he wouldn't have as big of a profile to go to AEW and sign with AEW. Yeah. So that's also the thing, too, is like, for as much as a lot of people shit on WWE or try to say that WWE is entertainment, well, without WWE, you wouldn't have had your start, you wouldn't have had your big break, you wouldn't have garnered the star power to then go to AEW and be, like, a bigger star. So, you know, it's it's catch-22, as I always say, you know? I agree. So... I don't know. Uh, to me, AEW will be fine if and only if they listen to the criticism and start to right the ship right now. You know, because if Wembley comes next year and it uh, don't sell good, and you can visibly see empty, you know, seats or or uh, or tarped off seats, or you can tell that the camera is you know, only capturing a certain portion of the, of the stadium, you know, or once we get, you know, the, 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 the report that, Hey, All AWLN didn't sell well, you know, we got we to start riding that ship, you know, we got to start steering it in the right direction. Yeah.
1: You know, I still think they'll probably be okay. I mean, they don't go over there. Oh, well, actually that's not true. They're making it a yearly thing now.
0: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, like, fans over there are going to want to go regardless because they don't get it as much as the states do. Yeah. But now I'm just – yeah, they need to uh, do something.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of things they need to do. I think my opinion is the <laughs> – oh, my dog He's snoring uh, – the the monthly pay per views that they're going to start to do next year, wrong decision, wrong move. I agree. Or if they're going to do it, then do it to where all out and all in aren't on the same week, all are in the span of one week. Because to me, if I'm a fan, if I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm paying for all in, all in costs about sixty bucks to get. I'm pretty sure I'll have to ask Nate and buy it, <laughs> but uh, but I'm assuming. But if that's the WrestleMania All In, then maybe it, it costs even more. Maybe it costs like seventy five dollars to get. Back in the day, that's what that's how much WrestleMania used to cost. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was like seventy bucks when you had to buy it on pay per view. You know, I was shocked because I remember getting New Year's Revolution. That was like thirty four ninety nine or something. And then when I went to get WrestleMania, it was like 75 bucks. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's, a <big> <laughs> it's a big jump. It's a big jump. It's double almost. Um, but um, if you're going to do pay-per-views, monthly pay-per-views, then space them out more. Don't have all-in and all-out be in the span of one week. Because, again, if you're a wrestling fan, do you really want to pay over 100 bucks in a, in a week for a pay-per-view? Uh, no. Oh, Nate did. Nate did.
1: He even went yeah. <laughs> travel to all out. No, I don't think he went this year. I thought they did.
0: Uh, I don't think they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure he that they did. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I know he went last year. <clears throat> you know, he was there for brawl out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he was in the back. He was a stooge. <laughs> he was a stooge. Um, I would say. I don't know. I I think I would say move all out or move all in. Like obviously all in is set on its date. You know, they can't change it now. Like it's been, they're advertising now for all in. So all out, I would say move it a week or two maybe. Yeah.
1: Like end of September. Yeah. And then you can still have full gear at like end of November.
0: Yeah. And then wrestle dream. Well, actually I think they had wrestle dream before. Full gear, so Wrestle Dream is in October. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's tough.
1: That was a one, that wasn't a one time thing.
0: No, I don't think so. Mm. I think it's gonna be a yearly thing. So yeah, they got to figure it out. <laughs>
1: Maybe they just you need know? to get rid of one of them.
0: That or uh from what I'm hearing, I think uh Tony Khan is trying to figure out a streaming deal too, like uh for for not only so they can catalog their shows and you can go back and watch like an episode of Dynamite from this date or that date. But also for their pay-per-views, you know, so that people can watch, and you just pay the monthly subscription for that streaming service, whichever it is. Mm. So that'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. So maybe I'd watch (laughs) a pay-per-view again.
1: Well, that's what made them so special was, um, they didn't have so many pay-per-views. It was like every four (coughs) months at least, because you had uh, revolution, revolution in March.
0: Double, Double or nothing, nothing in, May. in May. Actually, that's two months apart right there. March, April, May.
1: And then I don't think you had anything. Well, you had... Wait, what's the one in the summer?
0: Uh, Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Forbidden Door.
1: And then yeah. All Out, I think, before they did the All In. Was yeah. All Out was after that.
0: Yeah. So I think Forbidden Door was in July. Um... And then All In was at the last week of August. Was it the last week of August? Yeah. Yeah. And then All In was the first weekend of August. Or All Out was the first weekend of August. All In was the last week of... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to... Uh, but, um, but then, yeah. But then Full Gear was in November. So it's like you had time. Now, if they're again, if they're, if they're planning on doing monthly pay-per-views, that means they're going to add more pay-per-views than they had this year. So the ones we already talked about this year, so let's go down. Revolution, Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, All In, All Out, Wrestle Dream, uh, Full Gear, and then I think this next one is called World's End. Oh,
1: yeah. I forgot about that one, too.
0: Yeah. So World's End. They're going to add four more.
1: More money people have to fork out.
0: Yeah. Yeah and like uh, at this point uh if you're a wrestling fan you you've been accustomed to the WWE way of things which is pay 4.99 a month for a peacock i think that's the lower end like i have i think i pay the 4.99 on mine i don't know which one you pay we have the uh premium i think oh so you pay like what 8 bucks yeah 8 or 9 bucks yeah so yeah i pay the one where i get i get commercials <laughs> you get those ads i get those ads bro you know i'm helping them out <laughs> <laughs> helping them make some money but um like yeah like 4.99 a month to for for ple's that's a steal Can't beat it yeah and i'm not the only one who watches too like my dad watches so he you know i give him my password and stuff and so he watches so it's like you know if if i wanted to charge my dad it's <laughs> 250 each of us you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you, you know, I'm not breaking the bank no. to to watch uh, CM Punk return, <laughs> you know? Man, yeah. So I think there's so many things they need to do, and they're trying to do, AW I mean. So streaming deal, hopefully that happens so that, you know, we don't got to pay fucking 60 bucks every month for a fucking pay-per-view. Because let me see. Let me do the math here. Let me do some Steiner math. <laughs> Every time I do math, I'm just going to call it Steiner math. So let's say 60 bucks is the average for a pay-per-view. Multiply that by 12,
1: $720. Your odds of ordering a pay-per-view go way down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The higher this number goes, the lower <laughs> you're more likely to pay. You know? So it's, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to tell you how... Like, I remember back in the day when we had to order pay-per-views. Like, I remember I would have to strategically think of, like, okay, which pay-per-views am I going to get this year, you know?
1: Also, back then, like, people were brand... Like, they had brand-exclusive pay-per-views, too. Yeah. You had you had a SmackDown pay-per-view, and then you had a Raw pay-per-view. So, like, you had to choose, like, do I want to watch the Raw, or do I wait another month or whatever and watch the SmackDown? It's like... And that's why I even... I didn't we didn't order a lot of pay per views throughout the year because we knew WrestleMania was gonna be the most expensive. So if we ordered WrestleMania, like I wasn't gonna watch the next one.
0: Yeah. Like I, yeah, after, like after that first year that I started watching, like once once I was like fully a fan. So like I started watching at the end of two thousand five. So I watched New Year's Revolution. I didn't get the Rumble. I didn't get I didn't get mania. I didn't get the I didn't couldn't do it. But I think I got SummerSlam, if I remember correctly. And then after that, I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to try to at least get the big four. SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble, and Mania. And so for the most part, those were the ones that I always stick to. And every once in a while, I would get an Unforgiven or – what was another one? Vengeance. Vengeance. Um... I didn't get Vengeance 2006. I remember Vengeance because I think it was like a triple threat, Rob Van Damme. RVD, uh, John Cena, and uh, Edge for the WWE title. Mm. I think that um, was on a
1: Raw, wasn't it?
0: Was either on a Raw? Or was that Vengeance? I think Vengeance was Edge versus RVD. Yeah, that was it. There we go. Um,
1: <coughs> Taboo Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> Cyber Cyber Sunday. <laughs> you know, I, uh, there was one I, that I wanted to watch, but I couldn't like buy it because it was too. I would just you know wait for it to come out on DVD or something.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't wait. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't get the DVD unless I was there, you know. Yeah. That's what I've done mostly is is like if I was there, yeah, I'll get the DVD or the Blu-ray, you know? so I could spot myself be like, oh, that's me. Judgment Day 07. Oh yeah, baby. Me and my dad will be forever immortalized. SummerSlam 13. Oh bro, we'll be forever immortalized. <laughs> our sign at least, yeah. you know. Like in the future, our great great grandchildren will be like those are our great great grandfathers right there. <laughs> you see that sign that says "Came from St. Louis to see Orton Cash." In they're famous. <laughs> Those are our Ooses. <laughs> Uncle Lucy's. Uncle Lucy's, You know, Grand okay, Great Grandpa Oos, <laughs> Yeet, <laughs> Uncle Yeet. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. But um, but, but yeah, <laughs> shit. I can't stop laughing now. You son of a bitch. I'm losing it. Oh, man. Bro, I think we've been recording for an hour and fifth. Oh, no. I don't know. I can't tell if we've been recording for two hours. I have no idea. I think we've been recording for two hours, dude. It's 9.38. You got here like at 7. Oh, m- shit. You're right. Shit. This is going to be a long one, Damn. buddy. <laughs> we might as well have done an overtime. This is way over time. Yeah, this is super over time. Uh man, is there anything else we need to talk about? I th- I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think yeah. Like AW, fix your shit. <laughs>
1: WWE, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're you're on the right path. <laughs> Stay the course. <laughs> Let's get on that road to Mania. Let's do it. We'll we'll be there. At this point, it's just a matter of time before we get our tickets. Uh but we're we're gonna be at WrestleMania. Whether we get the best seats or the worst seats. Like at this point, we just want to be there yeah, at this for point. Sure. You know, for that moment. When we hear cult of personality. Dude, I don't I have been off today with my words. I feel like I've been I feel like I've been saying things and I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Cult of personality. All right, <laughs> live and in living color.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, we've been waiting ten years. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably hear it uh, on Raw when we go. So we're we'll, we going to Raw. We're going to Raw. Since when? Since today. How so? I got tickets. You won't know where we're sitting.
1: We're doing Raw and Mania.
0: We're doing Raw and Mania. You won't know where we're sitting. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. So, Breaking news on the Stooges. I'm always breaking news. <laughs> you won't know where we're sitting until you get to choose. You get to choose. You get to learn day of or for your birthday. Actually, your birthday, birthday is after. after. <laughs> so you day of. So day of, okay. Day of or I can let you know at the day of the Rumble. Hmm. Okay. So once the Rumble happens, whoever wins, I'll let you know where we're sitting. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's a deal. It's a deal. Handshake. Can't you can't you can't hear a handshake, but it happened. It happened. I felt it. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to uh, an extra large version of Wrestling with Stooges. Oh shit! That should be the title of this episode. XL XL. Oh man, dude. Thank you, guys. For listening to this week's episode of Wrestling with Stooges. We'll be back next week uh, to see what happened with CM Punk. Who, where did he sign? Raw? SmackDown? NXT? Maybe. Sure, sure looked like NXT was a big possibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? You know, you never know. Who, who knows? Will CM Punk have another pipe bomb on Monday? We don't know. We'll find out. But in the meantime, listen to this podcast. Uh, this will drop tomorrow morning. So Monday morning. As always, these podcasts will drop. Make sure you tune in. Hopefully, it's a good one for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully, you can listen to the whole thing. Hopefully. Oh man, we might. I might have to split it up into two. <laughs> My intention was not to make it up. <laughs> this is what happens,
1: guys. We get on. Uh, <sighs> Stooges get on a rant, and we just keep going and going. We get on a roll, and we
0: get on a rant, dude. It's, it's hard to stop us. You can't stop us. Can't stop us. Won't stop us. Mm-mm. You know we can't. We can't stop. You can try. You can try. (laughs) We're we're, we're a train, bro. We're a rolling train. (laughs) You can't stop this train. It's going. Shit. (laughs) Pay the ticket, because guess what? (laughs) We're moving. (laughs) No refunds. (laughs) (laughs) Call your mama, because you're going to be late for dinner tonight.
1: (laughs) There's no turning back. (laughs) Once you get on this train and the doors
0: close. (laughs) You're in for one hell of a ride. Pedal to the metal bitches (laughs) No stoplight in our future.
1: We're running those bitches.
0: Oh Uh, fuck.
1: Yellow light? No thanks for speeding up.
0: Yellow means go faster. Oh shit uh. <laughs> well guys thanks for tuning in this week and as always what do we what do we say?
1: What do we say Stooges out.